0: Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I'm going to start this morning. Got any guts? Do you got any guts? Do you have the courage to believe the word of God and not what you were brought up in? Do you have the courage to believe what is written in the Word of God and not what you were taught growing up? Do you got that courage? Do you want to know God or do you want to just sit in that pew or that chair and make everybody think you're pious? You're so righteous. We're going to see, do you have the courage to believe the Word of God? And you know how I'm going to start? Do you follow the Ten Commandments? Do you obey the Ten Commandments? Then you can't sing the old rugged cross. Do you hear me? If you spend your life believing, walking in the Ten Commandments, you have no right to sing the old rugged cross. Now I got, you. now I got your attention. Turn with me to Hebrews 7. I'm going to show you why it doesn't work for you. I'm going to show you why you've sat in that queue all these years, and God has never showed up. All right? Let's go. Hebrews 7, verse 11. If, if, love that word, two letters, big stuff. If, therefore, perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people receive the law. Do you hear that? If, therefore, perfection, perfection, by the Levitical priesthood, following those Ten Commandments, what further need, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed. Do you hear that? Do you see those words? You better open your Bible and look at them because you're not going to believe what I'm reading. It says, for he, um, for the priesthood being changed, there is made a necessity, a necessity, a change also of the law. A necessity, the change also of the law. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth no other tribe of which no man, another tribe of which no man giveth attendance at the altar. For it is evident. It is evident. It's written. Our Lord sprang out of Judah. Our Lord, your Messiah, was from the tribe of Judah. He wasn't a Levite. He wasn't a priest. Do you get that? Your Messiah was out of the tribe of Judah. And it says, for it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spoke nothing concerning priesthood. And it is yet far more evident for after the similitude of Melchizedek, there arises another priest who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. For he testified to Jesus, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For there is, look at this next verse. Look at this next verse. I'm speaking to the Baptists and the Methodists and the Pentecostals and all the fellowship churches. Look at this next verse. For there is very disannoying, disannoying, canceling, getting rid of, putting away of the commandment going before For the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. What's it talking about? It's talking about the law, which includes the Ten Commandments. It says, there is verily, verily, the writer of Hebrews is saying, there is verily a disannoying of the commandment, a disannoying, a canceling, canceled the first covenant, canceled. You hear that? Canceled. Put an end to. Put away. It says, for the law made nothing perfect. The law made nothing perfect. I can hear you preachers now. Well, you know none of us will ever be perfect. You know none of us will ever be perfect. You know why? Because you're under the old covenant. Because you're obeying the Ten Commandments. That's why nothing will be perfect. Do you know Jesus is coming back after a church without spot or wrinkle? He's not going to fix the spots and wrinkles on the way up, folks. He's coming back after a church without spot or wrinkle. You know what that means? A perfect church. That's what he's coming back after. Yes, you can be perfect. Jesus came let's keep going for the law made nothing perfect you hear that thou shalt not will not make you perfect it said but the law made nothing perfect and look at this next phrase look at this next phrase but the bringing in of a better hope did did not will did the bringing in of the of another hope did did what made perfect, made perfect. Oh, some of you are looking at me like deers in a headlight. All right, but the bringing in of a better hope did by which we draw nigh unto God. How do we draw nigh to God? How do we get close to Him? By the second testament, the second covenant. That's how we can get close to God. Says it right here: for the for the law, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by which that better hope brings us nigh to God, gets us close to God. And in some okay. And now I want us to go to Hebrews ten. It is written right in this Bible. These words are written in the Bible that you take to Sunday school every year for the last 50 years. It was written right here, but you won't read it. Open your father, open their eyes. Open their eyes, father, let them see. Chapter 10, verse one, for the law. For the law, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not like thy neighbor's donkey, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not murder the law. It says, for the law having a shadow, a shadow of good things, a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things. So why do you want to follow something that's a shadow? It says, for the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually, make the comers there and too perfect. Can't do it. Can't make the comers there and too perfect. For then would they have not ceased to be offered. There'd have been a day following the Ten Commandments. You'd have been all done. You'd have been perfect. Never happened, did it? Never happened, did it? All right. It says, but in those sacrifices, verse 3, there's remembrance of sin every year. For it is not possible. It is not possible. This is the word of God. That the blood of bulls and goats can take away sin. It is not possible by the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Six and um, five. For therefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, this is Jesus speaking. This is your Messiah speaking. This is the one that can sing the old rugged cross. He said, where he cometh into the world? He saith, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body has thou prepared me. Jesus himself, a God, was God, became a man. And what's he say right here? A body hast thou prepared me. The father gave him a body. Why? Because he needed his body. Why did Jesus need his body? Because he was going to be your sacrifice. He needed a body to become your sacrifice. Not the sacrifice of a bull, not the sacrifice of a goat, which we can't even do anymore. He's going to become your sacrifice. It says, A body hast thou prepared me in burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin. Thou hast had no pleasure. Then said, I, lo, I come. This is Jesus speaking, your Messiah, your Savior. He says, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, "Sacrifice and offering, and burnt offerings, an offering for sin, thou wouldest not; neither has pleasure therein, which are offered by the law." Look at this next verse. Then he said, "Lo, I come to do thy will, O God." What is the next phrase? You looking at your Bible? What is the next phrase? He taketh away the first. He taketh away the first. Jesus takes away the first commandment. He takes it away. It's disannulled. It's canceled. Jesus Christ is the end of the law. I love how Doy used to say, go to the end of your chair, keep going. What happens? You're going to reach the end. We used to have a saying when I was growing up, take a, when we got upset with somebody, we would say, take a long walk off a short pier. Oh. You know, if you take a long walk over sh- of a short pier, and that's a dock, on the water. You take a long walk up a short pier, you're going to fall into the water. Why? Because you're going to come to the end of the dock. Well, guess what? There was an end of the law. There was an end. And it says here, he taketh away the first that he may establish the second. Jesus took away the 10 commandments. He took away the law. Why? So he could establish the second covenant, a better covenant, a million times better covenant times better why it shows you right here by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body that body that God gave him to do to use to walk in to become our sacrifice that's the body you want to look at that's the body that was put on the cross that's the body the father gave Jesus Jesus walked like a man like you and I he was a man in a man's body because he needed a man's body to sacrifice for you and it says, by the which will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standing daily ministering, and oftentimes the same sacrifices. There he goes again with that sheep. I see him, Gloria. He's there every week with that sheep. What is that man doing? Every week he has to bring that sheep. Amen. That man can't stop sinning, because look at all the sheep he's using. Amen. All right. Every priest standing, daily ministering, and oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, this man Jesus, your man Jesus, your Savior, your sacrifice, this man Jesus, after he'd offered one sacrifice for sins, one, one sacrifice, one sacrifice for sins, one sacrifice for sins. You hearing that? One one sacrifice for sins. One sacrifice for your sins. Everything you've done, one sacrifice. It says, every priest, uh, but this man after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. And this verse 14, for by one offering, one offering, one One the man went to the cross and carried, laid on him your sin. He who knew no sin became your sin. Your sin on the tree, every bone out of joint. Yes, and if ever can say that every service, I will. Every bone out of joint. Every bone out of joint. Why? For For you. For you. For you. That one sacrifice was for you. It was for you. one sacrifice and it says and henceforth oh and it says um thank you jesus but this man after he'd offered one sacrifice for sins forever sat down at the right hand of god from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool for by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified you see where your perfection is do you see you can be perfect Do you see where your perfection is? It's not in obeying the Ten Commandments. It's walking in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's believing what Jesus did for you on the cross. It's believing that Jesus bore your sin on the tree. It's believing that by his stripes you were healed. Your sins were forgiven. You were made prosperous. Your peace was paid for on that day. And then Jesus went to hell for you, for you, for your sin, for your benefit, for your life. And after three days, three days, the father saw him in hell suffering for us, suffering for us. And he said, that's enough. That's enough, Jesus. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to raise you from the dead. And he was raised from the dead for us. And you know what? When Jesus was raised from the dead, our sins were forgiven. Your sins were forgiven when Jesus stepped out of that tomb. But How come I don't feel it? Because you don't believe it. Because you're still trying to walk in the Ten Commandments. You know, for some of you, you're wondering, how come I can't stop sinning? Turn with me to Romans 7 real quick. Romans 7, verse 7. What should we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. The gospel. The law is good. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. You didn't even know what adultery was until you learned it in Sunday school. But by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, thou shalt not covet. But sin, but sin, sin in you. Took a c- taking occasion by the commandment, rotted me all men are concupiscence. I love the way Doyle taught us back way back when I was in Water of Life Christian training school. When you tell yourself, when you walk in, thou shalt not, thou surely will. Thou surely will. You know why you can't stop sinning? Because thou surely will. You're walking in the Ten Commandments. You're walking under the law, walking the gospel. Walk in that your sins are forgiven. They've been paid for. Walk in that Jesus justified you with his blood. Walk in that Jesus made you righteous by his blood. Jesus made you righteous by his blood. Not what you did. Not how you act. Not what clothes you wear. You are made righteous by the blood of Jesus. And one last verse for those that are having a heart attack right now. Turn, to, turn with me to 1 Timothy 1, 9. Boy, when Joel read this verse to me one day, I, I about had a heart attack. It says that we are made righteous by the blood of Jesus, right? Are you righteous by the blood of Jesus? Are you righteous by the blood of Jesus? Or are you righteous by the, by the law? Let me show you something here. Knowing this, Paul speaking to Timothy, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man. Whoa. Are you righteous by the blood of Jesus? Then the law wasn't made for you. Do you hear that? Are you righteous by the blood of Jesus? Were you made righteous when Jesus took his blood to heaven and sprinkled it in the heavenlies? Is that where your righteousness is? Then the law is not for you. It says, knowing this, the law was not made for a righteous man but for the lawless and disobedient, the ones who won't obey, the ones who won't believe, for the ungodly and for sinners and for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons. And if there be any other thing, That is contrary to sound doctrine. Your righteousness comes through the gospel. It comes that Jesus shed his blood. It comes that Jesus bore your sin. It comes that Jesus walked into the holiest of holies with his own blood and sprinkled the heavenlies. And there is where your righteousness is. And if it is not there, you're in trouble.